Welcome to the PR in Your Life podcast, episode 22. This podcast is designed to help age 40 and over athletes live their best life. On this episode, we are going to talk about COVID-19. Whether we like it or not, it is here. And today we want to talk about what I don't hear many others saying, how to boost your immunity to handle the virus if you should get it. As always, we've got a lot to share today. So let's go. Hi, I'm Dr. Libby. And I'm Coach Alex. Welcome to PR in Life podcast, where it's all about thriving, not just surviving as an over 40 athlete. I've been a family practitioner for almost 20 years and I have been dissatisfied with what medicine has to offer athletes. Now, as a functional medicine doctor, I've teamed up with Alex, a functional health coach, to talk about how to get to the root cause of symptoms. And together, we'll teach you how to make 40 and beyond the best years of your life. Good morning. Hi, Alex. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Good, good, good. <sighs> yeah. So this is going to be an interesting topic today. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, you know, and I know we usually kind of start off with funny kind of things, but yeah. I guess in all honesty and um, really how has COVID changed how your life looks like right now oh my goodness. with work and kids. And I know you have a lot <laughs> what more. What hasn't to... it changed? Yes. I guess it's more the, yeah. You know, what's funny is I started working at home in January of 2020. You know, okay. so I left my busy day job mm-hmm. and full time am working at home and, you know, gotten myself into this good little routine, you know, yeah. help get the kids off to school. My husband heads off to work and then I have yeah. the day to myself to just, you know, yeah. focus in and, and do things. And that was great until mid-March. Mm-hmm. So all of January, all of February, and then half of March, and then boom, everybody's home, right? Right. You know, and um, it's been a transition, you know, yeah. Andy's working from home full time. And the kids, you know, they were out of school from, well, basically from middle of March, March. until um, the end of the summer. And, you know, it took us a little while, but we kind of settled in. My office is upstairs in our house and Andy's is in the basement. So literally, like, like we kind of part our ways in the morning, morning. and then he's downstairs, yeah. I'm upstairs. And we usually meet for lunch um, at noon and then he goes back downstairs and I go back upstairs. And so that works really, really well. Um, the kids, you know, they kind of settled into their routine, too. But there's just... You know, lots of little interruptions, and yes. um, I'm a very structured person. You yeah. know, I like to have yeah. you know blocks of time to do this, and you know, there's constant little like their bedrooms are upstairs where my office is, so there's constant mm. little peek ins for hey mom, yeah. you know, can we order this on Amazon <laughs> or hey, you know, I want, th-. and I'm like. <laughs> this wait until like lunchtime yeah. you know, or something yeah write it down save it for All later right exactly and so it's you know it's been been different and they they went back to school and they were full-time back in school until the beginning of november okay i wondered if they yeah. were back home yeah okay. so they're home and um the current plan is for them to go back to school after thanksgiving you know so hopefully that's going to be the case yeah. but you know numbers are really spiking with covid right now and mm-hmm. So who knows? But, um, yeah. you know, we've we've settled into a new normal. And yeah. in some ways, you know, I told Andy this. I said, we'll never have this kind yeah. of time to spend with our kids ever again. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, exactly. it's really kind of been nice in that regard. Um, but 
I think that they're missing out on so much. Like Josie's a freshman. This would have been her first homecoming this year and she didn't get to do that. And, um, you know, she misses her friends at school and, um, and, you know, and the online learning, the schools are doing the best that they can with it. But honestly, my kids can get through all their work in like an hour per day. You know, it is interesting because when I homeschooled, um, that was the one thing that I found the most when you don't have any other distractions and you're having to deal with 20 plus kids in a classroom. We were done with everything in two and a half hours. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. So I think some of it's just the efficiency that you can get Mm -hmm. things done with. I mean, and Andy was talking about that, too. He was talking about how when he was working in downtown Columbus, if he had a meeting in Columbus still. He'd, you know, leave his office maybe 45 to 50 minutes before just yeah. to navigate, get into the parking garage, then parking your car at the new location and, you know, getting in there on time. Yeah. And then he's like, and then there's a little bit of the like, you know, shooting the breeze exactly. before the meeting. Then there's the meeting. Then there's the shooting br- the breeze after, after the, meeting, the meeting. And then there's the drive back. And he's like, so an hour meeting was like a three hour process, right. essentially. He's like, now it's. The call starts at 10 a.m., boom, you're on the phone at 10 a.m., it ends at 11 a.m., boom, you're off the phone. Like the efficiency is Mm -hmm. heightened big time. You know, it really, really is. But then, you know, you're missing out on some of those other things. relationships. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just really, really different. Um, But... You know, there's there's good with it and there's bad with it. I don't think the world will ever go back to the way it used to be. No. No, we are all learning good and bad. We are learning so many different things mm-hmm. to do things. And some things I like and some things I don't. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, but it is, it is it is what it is. And you just have to accept it and kind of move forward and right. embrace what it is. Yeah. How has it changed life for you? You know, it's interesting for us because, you know, we have our business, yeah. our plumbing business. And in that world, nothing knock on wood mm-hmm. thankfully nothing has changed plumbers are essential yes <laughs> and people yeah. are still building and, it, and it's been very interesting because you would think with COVID that people would kind of like tighten down mm-hmm. and not be spending money and people are still building houses they're still doing everything and so we have thankfully stayed very busy so then it's very strange when we go out and the masks and it's like living in two different mm-hmm. worlds for yeah. us. It is, it's been very interesting. Yes. So, you know, on that end, it hasn't really affected us. You know, my heart has always gone out to you guys with kids. Oh. I just can't even imagine navigating this with kids right now. Well, I'll tell you, I'm lucky. And there's two things I think that have saved me. One is my kids are a little bit older and they're mm-hmm. super duper independent. So they do the schooling. Yeah. All by themselves like we yeah. Andy and I do not have to intervene on that at all they just yeah. buckle down and do it so that's super easy and our house is big enough that, that have, you guys have yeah we have our space designated places yes. yeah we do have our space and so it's kind of like you know yeah we can kind of separate and get some breaks from each other and then we yeah. can reconvene and have some together time and yeah. so those two things I I am so grateful for yeah. you know I think if my kids were well I mean I was telling Andy I said what if like when the school went to virtual learning there's a family that lives up the street from us and they have several small little kids and I'm like what are they doing like how do they navigate that like yeah. I, you know I think she has a job that she works outside of the home so all of a sudden you have to boom find like someone to help take care of the kids and yeah when they're little like that they can't do this when they're preschool age or in 
kindergarten, first, second, they need a lot of assistance with their schoolwork, yeah. you know, and, you know, just such, I have such appreciation for the people going through that thinking, I don't know how I would be doing that. No, you know? and that, well, you and I have a mutual friend that has four kids and her kids range from second grade up until sophomore. And mm-hmm. that's what she has dealt with. It has been, I've sat back and watched that like, oh my goodness, I right. cannot even imagine trying to work full time outside the home, having yes. four kids and, uh, you know, trying to find, I, I just am like, wow. Right. It, yeah. I it really, I mean, it could be so mm-hmm. much harder than it is yes. and so we you yeah. know the, the little the complaining I have about you know the interruptions that I get during the day are like so minor compared to you well, know well you know no because <clears throat> I know how I am when Dan has like a light day and I'm at home I am very auditory um sensory driven Mm -hmm. and I like quiet Mm -hmm. I don't like external noises that really bothers me I mean it just when I'm trying to focus and get stuff done Dan's the opposite he comes in the music is just jacked all throughout the house and he's (laughs) humming and whistling and I've even told him stop whistling it drives me batty and he's like I don't know what the rules are and so I feel so bad like when he comes home and you know he's trying to enjoy his time and I'm like no whistling no music (laughs) no breathing no smiling Dan so yeah just don't do anything just be silent so that's funny you should you should um post some rules on the refrigerator God love him. And since we moved into the new house, there's new rules. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I just got used to the new rules at the old house. Now we have a new house with new rules. And I'm like, those all still exist, plus these new ones. Tell me how to institute these rules, because Andy just ignores You know what? Dan still does. And I even say, how many times do I need to tell you? And then I get back, well, how long does it take for you to figure out I'm not going to do it? So. Mm. I know. It doesn't work. I wanted to do this like no shoes in the new house rule when we moved into our new house. And, you know, I was really trying to get people to get on board with it. But Andy <laughs> refused. I mean, he just refused. And then how do you like get your guests to take off their shoes oh. when he won't even do it? Well, you know? let me tell you yesterday. <clears throat> so we had and we'll kind of talk about that, you know, with the holidays and in not only with, you know, Clark County has the new state home mandate, and of course we have 10 people or less in groups. So I know for our family, we're trying to do lots of mini get-togethers, mm-hmm. you know, try to create those new traditions. Yeah. So we had our first one with my dad and brother. And my brother, I know he does this on purpose. He will not take his shoes off of my house. Everyone else took their shoes off, but my brother, he just gives me that grin and I'm like, really mm-hmm. like whatever yeah it's like i'm not taking my shoes off and i'm like oh jeez so the minute he leaves i'm mopping the floors yes. and because yep. it just drives me batty i know, mm-hmm. I know but i try to remember it's not just my house it's his house too but you know <sighs> they tell us that but whatever <laughs> yeah um okay. yeah so let's talk about COVID a little bit yeah. and you know um I was thinking, as as I was thinking about what I wanted to say today, I was thinking, you know, in my lifetime, we've never dealt with anything yeah. like this. I mean, it has happened before. This is not the first yeah. time, but, um, but you know, we've never experienced it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I try to give the experts the benefit of the doubt when I'm thinking of it in that, in that respect, you know, questions come up about COVID and professionals give their opinion and then there's different professionals giving different opinions and then there's professionals changing their minds, but they've never 
dealt with this before. So they just don't know. So I try to like give them grace, give them grace and and try to be understanding in in that realm because we're all just figuring this out. You know, we just really, really don't know. And I do think that for the most part, the um, advice that we're being given by the government and by the um, authorities is they're trying to do their Mm -hmm. best job. Like I don't, I'm not one of these people who believe that they're just trying to you know, make our lives yeah. miserable. Exactly. <laughs> you know, they aren't. I mean, they really, really Let's see aren't. how they cannot enjoy the holidays. Right. Yes, they're not doing that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, you know, I think some people are suspicious, but I think they're trying to keep us safe. I think masks are helpful. I think staying out of large crowds makes sense, right? Um, and especially if you know, you're somebody who is at risk, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, we know that the people that are older are at risk and people with um, compromised immune systems and people with other chronic diseases, which is not us, you know? Right. So so right. I sometimes have a hard time being like, I'm fine, you know, I shouldn't have to yeah. have these rules, but I'm fine, but I don't want to be the person that's spreading it to somebody else right. that then makes them not fine, right? So, um But, you know, when I think about medicine, here's my frustration, and we've talked about this on other topics before, is that we're all about treating the problems, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like you get this disease and now we're going to treat it. We don't focus on what can you do to really optimize your health and your lifestyle to make you in a good position to fight something if you should get that. And, you know, I I think about that when I listen to the press conferences and the recommendations, I've never, ever heard, you know, it's all about what are we going to do about it? How are we going to prevent the spread? But there's no talk at all about what can you do personally to ensure your best health, that if you do get it, you can fight it personally. Exactly. And that's, you know, on both sides politically, neither, nobody right. is saying, you know what, this is the time for you to get your health. Right. This is the time for you to focus on, get your nutrition right, get your exercise right, right. you know, new new stress that we can, they're not giving you any pluses on this at all. And right. it is so frustrating because, you know, here we are like, here's the best opportunity ever right. to talk to people about health. Right. And it makes you almost think, well, maybe there's just not a lot of evidence or proof that some of those things work. That is wrong. There is so much evidence and proof that there's so many things you can personally do to enhance your immune system. Well, especially when we're saying people are more at risk with chronic health diseases. Mm -hmm. So why would we not focus on things that prevent Mm -hmm. chronic diseases, i.e. your health? Right. Right. (laughs) And so it's twofold, right? Yeah. So Lifestyle will help to prevent and treat chronic disease, but also some of those lifestyle factors actually enhances your immunity to make you, even if you, despite of that, enhance your immunity to be able to better fight the virus when you do get it. And so, you know, that has kind of just been really blowing my mind. And it's, I'll tell you, the doctors that are speaking out about COVID um, that I hear on the news and things like that, they're just... They're trained conventionally, mm-hmm. and that's what conventionally trained doctors do. You know, right. I mean, they're not trying to withhold information from you. They're not trying to steer you incorrectly. They just their education has all been focused on treatment, 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 yeah. treatment after the fact. After the after, fact, yeah. Not what you know, not the healthy 
lifestyle things that we can do. And so um, they're very smart and they're very educated, but, you know, their their education has been funded by big pharma, you know, I think in, in some ways. And that's what the focus is. And so, you know, I look back at the things I used to say and it was all right. You know, I mean, it was all science-based and it was accurate information but it was just looking at it through a different lens Mm -hmm. I guess than I look at it now now Mm -hmm. and so that's been one of my biggest biggest frustrations and you know the thing I think about is I hear a lot of fear when it comes to COVID you know there's a lot of fear out there there's a lot of fear and I'll tell you I'm not afraid no at all yeah I mean even like people that we and I know there's there's and we are not trying to be insensitive to anyone that's lost someone mm-hmm. or you know anything else there's been some crazy situations oh, where yeah. people are aged that you're like what they were healthy and they got sick and you know right. bad things happen but 99.9% of us that are healthy mm-hmm. are going to get it and be just fine yeah. or get it not even know that we've had it right absolutely so, yeah. And, yeah i mean i would feel differently if I was 75 years old. Exactly. And, yeah, I mean, I would I would be more afraid for sure. Yeah. And I am afraid of passing that on to my dad or my mom yeah. or somebody else that I that I love or anybody really. I mean, I yeah. don't I don't want to pass it to anybody. Um, but personally, I am not yeah. afraid at all because I'm quite certain that my body could fight it. And if not, then I guess it was just my time. But well, you know, and that's but, how I feel. I know. Yeah. yeah. And, and I was I, Andy and I were having this conversation we went to go watch my niece play volleyball a few months ago and it was, you know, there were only a certain number of people that could come and, mm-hmm. you know, of course you had to wear masks and all this. And, um, but we, my sister had set aside tickets for us to come to this game and we we're driving up there and we were talking about masks and we were talking about, um, like I wear my mask, not to so much protect me, obviously it's to protect other people mm-hmm. in case I could have been exposed to it. And, um, that kind of makes sense, right? But then, and then, so there's risk. Anytime you leave your house, there's risk, right? right. With that. So it, I guess if you want to not get COVID, you never, ever, ever leave your house. Leave your house. But it's the same as true for so many other things. I'm like, a car could have veered off the road. Yeah. And sideswiped us and yeah. killed me and my entire yeah. family on our way to the volleyball game. Right. So every time you do anything. There's a risk. There's risk. Mm-hmm. And you know, you have to find that balance between living your life and yeah. and accepting some risk, you know, and I don't want to live in my house right, and never leave and be the safest yeah. that I can possibly be. I want to go places and do things and and take some inherent risk along with that. Exactly. You know? And it's very interesting. And so. Dr. Libby and I have a, a really cool thing that we do with our clients on Fridays. We have a um, every Friday we alternate and we each have our topics and we meet with whatever clients want to meet with us um, through Zoom. So we always have our different little groups. And it was interesting. So this Friday, we I kind of scrapped. It was my Friday and I kind of scrapped what our topic was. And we actually talked about COVID and what that looked like for the holidays. And it was interesting because, you know, we all are coming through different spots and how we feel about COVID and our comfort zones. But we really talked about just having to reframe what that looks like Mm -hmm. and what our comfort is and getting together. And 
that kind of just made me think about what you're talking about of not having that fear, but figuring out new ways to do things. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's a whole, I mean, it's a whole different world right now for sure. You know, it is, but, um, you know, we're figuring it out and everybody has to do what they feel yeah. is right for them. Like, and, and I, I really don't judge people for yeah. doing it differently than I do. You know, we all are coming yeah. from a different set of circumstances. And so I yeah. try to give people the grace to do what they yeah. think is the best for them and their family. And I'll do what I think is the best for me and my family. And, um, you know, but oh, there's just there's there's repercussions either way. You know, I think. Yeah, I heard somebody saying on the news last night, like, what if this is your last Thanksgiving and you don't get together with your family? Well, that's interesting. (laughs) One of our patients is older Mm -hmm. and she said, I am getting together with all of my kids Mm -hmm. and my great kids and my great great grandchildren. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because I hear the older people kind of saying that Mm -hmm. where some of us, like my dad has secondary health issues. And so I am very nervous about being around him. And we took all kinds of precautions getting together with him yesterday. Yeah. But then they're kind of on the flip side, like, you know what? I've had a great life. I want to do it with my family. And I don't want all these. You can't visit. We can't do this. We can't hug. We can't. So it's. Wow, like, what do we do? I know, I know. And it's there's no right answer. It just has to be the right answer for For you, for you, for sure. And so that is, that is, yeah, it's so hard. Because I think about like with the kids in school, right? Like, so we're protecting them, I guess, from this Mm -hmm. virus, although, you know, they don't seem they're carriers for it, I think more than anything. But they're missing out on these life opportunities. And that is a pretty big deal too, you know? Well, so. and, and I think that's actually what I was wanting and I kind of lost my train of thought yeah. of that this has created such an extra stress that I think we really need to recognize mm-hmm. and to put out there and figure out ways to get around that because mm-hmm. you already have the stress of all these life changes, but then all these added things that are coming with it and things that, you know, for the emotional health, you do, you think about all these kids that are missing out on mm-hmm. so much stuff. Yeah. And we just have to be really aware of that and find new things yeah. to try to replace that while you can. Right. I, you know, whatever it do, is. Yeah. yeah. Is just try to find some replacements to still make life fun and great for them. And right. For everyone throughout this. Right. And I mean, and then I was thinking about the elderly too, like they're lonely, you know, I mean, yeah. they're, they're at risk, but they're lonely and they're probably, you know, wanting some connection and stuff. So it's just so, so, so hard. Well, I, yeah. Um, I want to talk a little bit about what you can do to enhance your immunity a little bit, but there yes. was, there's this study that just blew my mind. And I came across this study when I was studying for that big IFM exam that I took just recently. But um, <clears throat> when, I, when we talk about studies, I, I want to say this first of all, because not all studies are created equal. Like mm-hmm. Alex and I could do a study right now. Where, right. And it could be, I don't know, you and I could be the two participants and we could say, you know, this works or this doesn't work based on our personal experience of right. our two, you know, N of two, two people. And, um, you know, we could we could put that out there as a study. Um, but that wouldn't be very scientific exactly. um, or rigorous. But so when I look at studies, there's lots of things I look at. And, and there are are several different types of studies that can be helpful, but the probably the the well not probably definitely the gold standard of studies is what we call double blind placebo controlled trials, and what that means is double blind means neither the 
conductor of the study or the participant know know which group Mm -hmm. they're in. And then placebo controlled means, you know, half of the people are on the studied medication or intervention and half of the people are on placebo because placebo effect is a very real thing. I mean, if I give you a water or a sugar pill, basically, and say, this is going to cause you, you know, something amazing. There are people who are going to get that amazing benefit just from the power of the mind, mind. you know, yes. which is it doesn't mean you're faking it. I mean, it, it means believing it really can institute some mm-hmm. major, major changes. And so so um, double blind placebo controlled randomized clinical trials are, are considered the gold standard in, in, in studies. And so this study that I'm going to talk about is a double blind placebo controlled trial. And um, this was a study from 1997 in the European Respiratory Journal. Okay, so a long time ago. I was just starting medical school at this time, so long before COVID. But in this study, there were 262 people, so not a huge study, mm-hmm. but and they were in Italy. They were in 20 Italian clinics. And, and I believe that they were, these clinics were more like, almost like extended care facilities. Okay, okay so we're talking older patients. The large majority of them were 65 and older. And half of these participants got placebo, and then half of them got something called N-acetylcysteine, okay? Um, NAC is what we call that for short, 600 milligrams two times per day, and they got this for six months, okay? And what they found is that the people in the N-acetylcysteine group had a significant decrease in the frequency of influenza-like episodes, flu, severity of those episodes and then the length of the time that they were confined to bed so they had less flu and less severe flu taking this supplement versus taking a sugar pill and what i also found was interesting was that um, only 25 percent of the patients in the treated group with the supplement developed a symptomatic form of the flu so that means 75 percent of the people on the supplement that got the flu didn't even know that they had the, the flu. flu. Now, mm-hmm. that's pretty I – mean, if you've ever had the flu like, – Yeah. I don't want the flu. I I had it, and I, yeah. I knew it. I mean, I was miserable. I, I yeah. remember I had I had the flu. Um, Josie was – she's 14 now. I think she was like one. And for whatever reason, I didn't take the flu shot that year. And I got the flu, and I remember laying on my couch just – miserable and I called my mother-in-law and I said can you come pick her up because she was a very busy little one-year-old and I could not take care of her and I also remember laying on the couch and I remember the remote control had kind of fallen to the floor and to pick it up I would have had to like really lean off the couch and reach it and I was just like "Eh, I don't feel like doing that so I just laid there and watched the same tv channel for hours because I mean I I felt terrible I mean so the flu is I mean people throw around the flu a lot like oh I was sick I had the flu like influenza knocks is terrible I mean it really really is and so in this study there were people who had the flu elderly who they didn't they just they did a routine testing of them before the study and that's how they found out that they had it not because they were having these symptoms symptoms. and this was taking this one supplement n-acetylcysteine 600 milligrams twice per day um and that was it I mean so now COVID is not the flu right but they have a lot of similarities i mean they're both viruses i mean so it would make sense that something like this to boost your immunity would boost your immunity to help take care or help to lessen your 
not lessen your chances of getting it necessarily, but lessen your symptoms, lessen and your response. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's just one of them. So, um, so I was, you know, first of all, I was wondering like, why aren't we urging people to take this? Like, why aren't we talking about an acetylcysteine mm-hmm. on a press mm. conference and talking okay. to people about that? Like, maybe just everybody should consider taking that. Yeah. You know, it's super yeah. cheap. It's super easy. There's super low side effects with it. Um, and acetylcysteine, I had the only time I'd heard of it in conventional medicine, the only um, use that I knew for it was we would give it to people that had taken an overdose of Tylenol in the emergency room. So if someone was, if it was a suicide attempt and they took a okay. bottle of Tylenol, um, you know, that's a good way to shut your liver down. Okay. And the N-acetylcysteine is given in high doses to, okay. to treat that. So this is something you have to get a prescription for? You really don't. Oh. No. So it is okay. a supplement. Yeah. And so we don't okay. use it in as high of doses as we did. Um, for something like that. Yeah. But... Well, yeah. And actually, the other use we use it in conventional medicine is it can be given before dye exposure to help protect the kidneys. Okay. Um, so if someone's getting a heart cath and okay. they have kind of borderline. Take, okay. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we used it in those situations, but I use it a lot in my patients when I do their toxicity testing. Yeah. We measure... Um, how well their liver is doing at handling the toxins that we're all exposed to. And then we institute some N-acetylcysteine if they are less than optimal there. So that's where I usually use it with my patients. But um, And then I do recommend it as part of my maintenance program for people who have gone through my program that they take N-acetylcysteine. But there's no reason anybody listening to this podcast can't start taking N-acetylcysteine. I mean, it's yeah. really... Um, it's really safe and effective and you don't need to take large doses of it, but maybe one pill twice per day of it to help boost your immunity. And when we talk about boosting your immunity, um, I I have this handout that I got from the Institute of Functional Medicine. They have great resources and it lists a whole bunch of nutraceuticals that have benefits for enhancing immunity. Mm -hmm. And there's three different ways that they can enhance immunity by either directly enhancing the immune system by decreasing viral growth or by reducing symptoms. And so those were the three categories that they looked at. And um, I was going to talk about a few that we know help with all three of those things. I mean, so some of the, there's some supplements that will work in one way and some in another way and some in two of the three ways. But I thought for sake of time, we would just talk about some that work on all three of those things. And so um, adding any of these things to your diet in either the supplement form or in the food form, right? right? I mean, so when we talk supplements, oftentimes these are natural things that you can get through your diet yeah. too. Yeah. Um, that could really help to boost yeah, your just immunity. Just your regular nutrients, eating a whole diet. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Absolutely. So, so N-acetylcysteine is one, and, and I described that study. But um, some others that I'll mention is curcumin. Yeah. You know, turmeric is a um, is is the same thing. And that's something that you can just add. I think turmeric is something you should have all the time anyway. It's so good oh for so gosh, many for things. Oh my gosh, inter-inflammatory. Just <clears throat> sprinkle it on whatever you're eating or take a pill. I mean, just... Right, right. You can get it through your yeah. diet. As, I mean, mm-hmm. it's a spice that you can just yeah. add and um, get it that way. Um, you know, curries are the thing I think of when I think of curcumin, but yeah. um, you can add that into lots of different dishes yeah. and lots of different creative ways. You can take it as a nutraceutical supplement too. Lots and lots of benefits. You know, I think of it might when I think of curcumin, I don't think of um, immune protection. That's not what really yeah. comes to my mind. I think of more anti-inflammatory. anti-inflammatory yeah. so it's super good for that, but it's also really, really good for your immune system. Another is quercetin. Okay, and that is um, 
you know, it's found in lots and lots of foods. You can take it as a supplement. I have a powder at my house right now because it's really, really good for allergies. Okay. So um, I gave some to Ainsley because she's a really bad allergy sufferer, but she didn't like the taste of the powder. So I take it myself sometimes but um, and mix it in a drink and drink it that way. But you can get it from your foods like apples are mm-hmm. super high in quercetin, um, raspberries, onions, grapes, cherries, citrus fruits, green leafy vegetables. I mean, green leafy vegetables. Yeah. So many benefits with green leafy vegetables. Um, onions is, is, I think, where the you get the highest content of quercetin from. So these are things to be adding to your diet or taking in a supplement form to help boost your immunity. Um, zinc. Zinc is another one. Now, it's a little hard, I think. You know, oysters are the number one. I'll let my brother know that because he wants to make an oyster dressing for Thanksgiving. So I'll oh, let him know. Yes. I'm not I'm not an oyster person. I'm not either. He wanted to bring it. And I was like, you have it if you want to, but I don't think. But maybe yeah. now that I know this. Yeah. Yeah. So you'd be getting your zinc. Yeah. And, and um, zinc is oh, a no. lot of people are low in zinc. Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are low in zinc. I mean, oysters aren't the only place. Um, beans, nuts, seafood in general um, can have some zinc in it. Vitamin D. That's another one. Okay. Yeah. I mean, vitamin D. When I think about vitamins, I think like multivitamins are kind of boring. And I think vitamin D is kind of boring, too. It's just like, eh. Yeah. You know, but but they are. I mean, vitamin yeah. D and especially as we go into the winter months, because, yeah. you know, sunlight activates your vitamin D. So in the winter months, we tend to be low on vitamin D anyways. And um, I check the vitamin D in almost all my patients. But the um, conventional norm is like 30, we'll say is really good. But really, from a functional perspective, I think 70 to 80 is where we'd like that vitamin D to be. And yeah. no one gets there without yeah. supplementation. I mean, yeah. really, vitamin D supplement is something that you really like should take. It really take. helps with <clears throat> depression. I mean, over the winter. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's vitamin D is actually a hormone, you know, and it's, it's mm-hmm. really important for a lot, a lot of things. And you can get too much when, when it comes to vitamins, you know, there's fat soluble vitamins and there's water soluble vitamins. Yeah. It's hard to get toxic in water soluble vitamins because you can just excrete those in your yeah. urine. So your B vitamins are water, water soluble. So but your fat soluble A, D, E and K that can accumulate in your fat tissue and you can get too much of them. So it's not something to just take haphazardly with no um, um, monitoring. But I've never, a a hundred or above would be where we'd be worried about with vitamin D toxicity. Mm -hmm. And I've known patients to be taking lots and lots and lots of vitamin D and never getting to a hundred. Right. You know, I mean, so you would have to be taking a lot of it for a long, 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 long time with yeah. no monitoring to get into any trouble here. So, um, so feel free to, to freely yeah. take some, some vitamin D and the recommend, I mean, like it's not 2000 units per day to 5000 units per day is not going to get you into any trouble with, with vitamin D. And so, yeah. so vitamin D and you can get it from food also. Um, your oily kind of fishes, so salmon, sardines, um, you know, some of those types of fish. You're going to yeah. get some vitamin D. You get it from egg yolks, um, mm-hmm. not the white, but the yolk. And, that good um, old yellow yolk, people. No, It's like the sunshine. We used to throw the yolks away. I know, and they're just, I they're know, and so, the runnier, the better. They're, oh. I can't do raw, but mm. I know, people. I don't like I the runny. Oh. I know. Just get some good toast and... 
Mm-mm. Mix it up. There you go. Yeah, Andy for years. I mean, and I agreed too. Like we would do egg white omelets, and so I sometimes know. he would put like you know if he was making like twelve eggs, he would maybe put two yolks in yeah. and throw the other ten away. Now I believe. I mean, there's so yeah. many dense nutrients and yeah. healthy fat and that yolk. Yeah. And that was the interesting thing when um, I did that elimination class through the um, Dr. Mark Hyman. Mm -hmm. That was the one thing that they really talked about, too, is that if you have been told you have an egg allergy of always get rid of the egg white first. Mm. Don't eliminate. They're like, you know, keep that egg yolk in and see if that's yeah what it is so right it is super duper healthy for you for sure and Mm -hmm. yeah good source of vitamin d and then vitamin c of course Mm -hmm. people know vitamin c right when you think about immune support vitamin c is what you think of i mean um so i think most people know about vitamin c um and you know you can get that in lots of food sources but most of my patients and when i put them through an adrenal program i put them on super high doses of vitamin c because um when your adrenals are not working well from chronic stress, um, they are usually needing so much vitamin C to be restored. And so generally people need a lot, a lot of vitamin C if they're coming from that um, background of chronic stress. And I'll tell you who isn't chronically stressed these days. I mean, if you weren't before COVID, you probably are now. (laughs) I mean, it's just, and so vitamin C is another one that you can really take an awful, awful, awful lot of. Um, Another one that I'm not, I'm not a tea drinker, you know, I I really don't like tea, Andy does, but there's EGCG in green tea and that's super um, good for immune support. And then um, licorice root, that's something I put on my, some of my adrenal patients on. That's really- I actually like the- Licorice root, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then um, I haven't tried this yet, but beta-glucans is supposed to be really good for immune support. And then there's something called Chinese skullcap. It's an herb that's a member of the mint family. Okay. Um, and I've that's read about to, that, yeah. Yeah. I, I have a handout. If anyone wants this handout, um, at the end of our podcast on our on the website, you can comment. And if you comment and tell me you want this handout I, and give me your email address, I'll email it to you because I've got a handout from the Institute of Functional Medicine that lists all these supplements that I've just kind of run through and the dosages that you would want to take. Um, and, you know, I can kind of help anybody that's interested in that with um, figuring that out. So please feel free to comment um, under the podcast and I can help you with that too. So so those are just a few of the things. Let me just review, review a few of them. So N-acetylcysteine, that mm-hmm. would be one for sure. Curcumin. Yep. Quercetin. Yeah. Think of an apple, um, onions for the quercetin, um, vitamin D, vitamin C, um, green tea, the EGCG from green tea. I mean, pick one or two, add them to your diet and, yeah. and, and enhance your immunity that way. For yeah. sure. What else do you have, Alex? Well, you know, and I think that was the one thing that kind of drove me nuts at the beginning is that when COVID first hit and places were shutting down and people were all about support your fast food places. Mm. Believe me, I'm all about keeping your little local guy in business, you know, as much as possible. But when I kept on seeing all these posts about, I went here and I went there and I went here and I went there. And all I'm thinking is, oh my gosh, you're eating Mm -hmm. all this processed, fatty, horrible foods for your body instead of eating healthy, mm-hmm. you know, and and I think that's the one thing that we, um, that kind of like we talked about in our group Friday is the biggest stresses with COVID has been um, 
situations with our jobs, working from home mm-hmm. or loss of jobs, um, school with our kids, mm-hmm. of them, A, being home, and if you have to be the home educator, just health issues in general, nutrition, kind of what I just talked to, that was another one of, you know, of trying to reframe what your eating habits look like and then the stress with loved ones Mm -hmm. and how to, you know, if we have shut-ins in our family and just different stuff. And we actually came up with some pretty fun little things just to kind of, we talked a lot about of reframing what that looks like, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, of, you know, jobs, you know, kind of like you talked about there's a lot of pluses. You're not rushing out the house anymore. You're not driving, spending all this time in the road. You've got more time. I'm just kind of reframing what that looks like of being home. You know, I know I'm a huge multitasker. So mm-hmm. I love being at home. I can throw in laundry. I can put stuff in a crock pot. I can mm-hmm. do this. I can do that. I get so much done. I love working from home. Mm-hmm. But I also like the social time, too. So I think that's really nice that, you know, we have our clients with Zoom and we have all that. Um, you know, we talked about kids being home with school and that being a huge adjustment of talking about, you know, kind of look at this as a time to really get. I think about when my boys were in school. Even as I was a very involved parent, I still was not aware of everything that they were doing mm-hmm. and sometimes kind of felt like, oh, I really don't know what they're doing. This is a great time to get invested mm-hmm. and get engaged with your kids yeah. in different ways. So, you know, kind of reframing what that looks like, too, that you can really that in learning how your child learns. Mm-hmm. That was my biggest thing with homeschooling that I absolutely loved was I learned how um, my kids learn the best. Mm-hmm. So then I was able to help them learn better as well and help them kind of navigate through school. Health, same thing. We really talked about, especially with the holidays happening, so many things that um, a lot of us have been participating in. Um, one of the girls talked about her family always did a family 5k and she's or a one mile walk and she was really sad that they weren't going to be able to do that this year so that's kind of where we proposed and I invite everybody listening to do this post it on um, the website of doing a one mile walk or more Mm -hmm. take pictures and post it on the website Mm -hmm. Just whatever that looks like by yeah. yourself, by with your family, with your kids, with your pets, just whatever, starting new traditions yeah. and what that might look like. Yes. Um, and same things with loved ones. One thing that we talked about of learning, you know, I know for my family, um, my dad has some health issues. And so it was very interesting. We There was only eight of us, but some people weren't really comfortable kind of getting together even with that group. So we got the card table and chairs out. We had them six feet apart Mm -hmm. from each other and people kind of staged themselves and everybody was comfortable and we still got together. Mm -hmm. Um, Another thing that we talked about with shut-ins, especially with the holidays coming, was maybe instead of doing like a 12 days to Christmas, do from December 1st all the way up to Christmas, send cards, do something every day. Mm -hmm. Do something really fun to make them not feel, because some of them really don't want to be there in the shut-in and they're feeling really lonely. And so we talked about things like that, that we can do, send cards, drop off little gifts. It doesn't matter what it is, just 
still yeah. making them feel. And we said, and it made me actually think um, about some of my neighbors who are older too, mm-hmm. and that you know the puppies and I might drop off some cookies to yeah. their houses and put them in their mailboxes and stuff. So just really looking at what things you can do instead right. of what you can't. We can curl up in a ball and be mad yeah. and angry and hateful of that. Things aren't the way we want yeah. them to be or we can just try to yeah. figure out Find how to new, make it work fun things to do <clears throat> yeah you know i mean and, and that's really what you have to do just really get out there and, and look at what you can't do and i know we're all really scared about you know what is this looking like what's going to shut down and close and not close but we just have to right. navigate around that and absolutely you know. absolutely and i think like my one takeaway if i if i had one for today it would be I'm not waiting for someone else to take care of me. Right. I am taking care of me. Right. And um, I'm doing that by the choices that I make every day, the supplements that I right. take and the food that I eat and the exercise that I get and yeah. the sleep that I'm, you know, the good quality sleep that I get, like all of those things I'm doing right. to take care of myself. And that's not to say that I can't still get COVID and it's not to exactly. say that I might not still get really, really sick from COVID, right. but, um, but I'm not, I'm not in fear and I'm, I'm just proactively yeah. taking care of myself and mm-hmm. proactively being smart to try to not put anyone else at risk either. You know, right. I'm certainly doing that as well, but um, yeah, but yeah, I think, you know, we, we can, we can boost our immunity and we can handle this, um, you know, and, and that's what I'm not hearing other yeah. people say. So I wanted to I talk know. about that today. <laughs> I know. And I, I, and I think we both feel the same way if it just makes me really sad that we're not talking about, you know, people getting outside and, mm-hmm. and just, connecting with nature and being mindful and just all the different things that we still can be doing to really be in control. And I think that's where a lot of people are getting a lot of stress because they don't, they feel out of control because yeah. there's so a lot of what ifs right. instead of focusing about what we can control. And right. I think that's it. We can control our health. Yeah. And you know, the what ifs, it's like, that's just like suffering ahead of time, really. Like, yeah. well, what if this happens and what if exactly. that happens and what if, it, you know, we can cross that bridge when we come to it but like you know suffering ahead of time doesn't prepare you better to deal with what may happen you just have to like live in the moment yeah make the best decisions based on the knowledge that you have right now for yourself and then deal with whatever exactly happens you know it's easier said than done I realize that but Uh, that's (laughs) that's what I've tried to do I mean and I do think there's a balance I'm one of those people that I like to look ahead and be like what bad can happen so Mm -hmm. I can prepare ahead Mm -hmm. and so you know there's a difference of that in looking for looking for the stress yeah and and so I think that's it what can we do to prevent right but not what's in our control what's in our control and let's not sit and just stew about what we can't do. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, so any big takeaways you want to reiterate before we talk yeah. about next time? Um, pretty just, much that. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much that. Yeah. Of, you know, just yeah. Focus stay on positive. Yeah. yeah. Stay positive. I 100% so. agree. So I think... What do we have on tap next time, Alex? We're going to... The next time we are talking about as we continue of making it through the holidays Mm -hmm. um, in whatever frame that looks like, um, whether you're just happy to wear your sweatpants or if you want to go into 2000, you know, the the next year and kind of still fit in your pants and life is great of just what those goals look like. We're going to talk yeah. about smart goals and I'm um, kind of talk about results versus what your, your outcomes, what you want it to be and if they match up. Mm-hmm. So 
can't wait. Yes. That'll be a good one. That'll that that one should come out right before the new right year. Right before I think the twenty first. Okay, yeah. so that'll be really appropriate yeah. for that time because everybody starts to think about what they want for the new year, and yeah. I know I do too. So, um, yeah. so have a great week, everyone. If yeah. anyone is interested in um, my little tips from COVID, um, just comment below um, on the link to the podcast or reach out to me via email, which you can find on the website, and I will help you um, figure out what you can do to be uplifting your immune system. So have a great day, everybody. Wonderful. Take care. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the PRing Life podcast. If you are interested in learning more or would like to work with us, head on over to our website, www.northsidefunctionalmedicine.com. See you next time.